I'm going to do round down calls. Now, like, I'll give five minutes, five to ten minutes, to maybe about five people or six people to give us an appraisal of how your journey has been the past one, two, three years in this community. Um, like to lay down some ground rules, please. One major rule is this. If I call you, don't waste our time, please. Um, just come quickly and just say what you have to say. Is that okay? Do we agree? I'd like to hear you answer me, please. Okay. Hallelujah. I'd like to call on um, Shile. Please come out, sit here, please. Can the camera get here? Okay. That's facial. Front. Where's best? Can can so, can they stay here? Whoever's gonna answer. Okay. Where she was standing was okay. All right. They say where you were standing was okay. God. So three years ago was 2022 now. Um, my appraisal of what has happened to me um, throughout those three years is um, I've um, the enemy has tried to uproot me a lot of times. Um, it was so bad that I'll be sleeping. I'll be dreaming that God will carry me in a bicycle and dump me back here. I'll sleep, I'll dream that God will tell me to come down from my bus and go back to the cave. I was, it was a lot. It was so many times God tried to, the enemy tried to approach me from this ministry. And um, God didn't tell me any specific reason why he wanted me to stay. But I knew that obviously for me to be raised, um, I want to, I feel like um, one of the major struggles is being able to like balance um, hunger for God and um, would I say like time really um, which is why a lot of people run to the Lamb's Wife class say please help me <laughs> you know so um, then I feel like God has raised me to um, be victorious in prayer um, almost like while I'm yet speaking um, and to walk in love and to um, to seek one like have one allegiance which is to god's kingdom so but there have been struggles and all of that but those are the major things i've been i've been able to pull out of you know staying in this ministry loving god's word and i've learned how to you know retreat myself and spend time in secret with god and thank you praise god
Sister Doyen. I just want to thank God for bringing me to this ministry because I remember the, my first day, you know, at the fellowship. And then the Holy Spirit ministered to me and they told me that I should. He said, I want you to stay here. Because I know throughout my journey, you know, because of issues and everything, I've been here, there. But the Holy Spirit said, I want you to stay. I know, like uh, what she said, I've had so many, you know, issues or incidents that could really remove me or pull me up. But I find myself, you know, the Holy Spirit kept telling me, I want you to be here. You know, and I believe that is for my spiritual um, upliftment and uh, also for, for that of my family too. And uh, I could boldly say that uh, I've gained a lot, you know, spiritually, you know, I've been blessed, physically I've been blessed. And then um, I'm the type that um, whenever I read the word of God, you know, God made it, you know, the word of God come alive. Like, I'm really living in it. I've had a series of encounters, you know, with God and the word of God. And I can boldly say with confidence that God is in this place. No matter what we are going through, God is here. And he's ready to help his people. Um, God is good. Let me just put it that way. God is good. Even the way we are sitting is symbolic. I've had a series of encounters. The Bible says that as it is in heaven, so it is on earth. I know I've been in the presence of God and they have witnessed some, you know, arrangements. I want to encourage us that even when they were telling us, if they, whenever they are telling us, come and sit here, come and sit here, please don't disobey it. Just obey. Because one thing about God is that He loves a willing heart. A heart that is willing to learn. He doesn't care about our mistakes because He knows that even in that mistakes, there's still strength. So, I want to thank God for the host. You know, they are like my family. They are like my, let me say, my uncles and the aunties. You know, that God is using them and they, I thank God for their obedience to, you know, to yield to the leading of the Lord. So, praise God. All right, you said something about arrangement. I don't understand what that means. Could you explain better? Okay. Um, it's based on the experience I've had. Okay. So I've not discussed it with Stachy. Uh, I'm to discuss it with her first. I had an encounter last, uh, last week after my prayer. So I found myself um, in a place, and then among some few people, 
and then it's like we all waiting because there was a door in front and then it has a pill and then I believe it's Christ so we called us and then I found myself entering through that door and then it was like a living room and then I saw the arrangements where people are sitting like this and then the Lord was sitting just like this and then we had to call some people they said come and sit here and then that makes me to like oh I'm kind of familiar with uh, these arrangements and then that is that. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Did you understand what she was saying? Huh? Francis. Let's hear you. Praise the Lord. Um, so for the last three years, um, there are some major um, spiritual growth that has happened to me. I think um, I, I connected, I started like um, journey with Cave in 2017 online and um, 2018 when I moved to Lagos, I started like fellowshipping and 2019, I kind of like continue and like, okay, um, I'm going to start coming here. Um, but at the later part of 2019, I, I got offense, like I got offended by I think it was a journey, so there was so much offense offense in my heart, and it was based on oh people I trusted and um, even like spiritual leaders and all, and that really got to me a lot. And um, I think um, fortunately, I think 2020 was that 2019, 2020 was that time um, we are going through the um, we are going through the heart series. I don't know the offense and offense series and all, and I found myself asking a lot of questions because. I never thought I could like get answers to some of them, and um, the way um, this place is designed, I was it was strange to me because I was coming from a place whereby before you see people that God is using, you have to you know wait, send emails, even when you go to meet them, you have to like stay in the living room for like four hours, five hours, blah blah blah. So when I got here and um, Number one, there is there is access to spiritual leaders. You can ask them questions. You can be yourself. Uh, it was very strange to me. And um, the offense series, I would say, I mean, yeah, the series that dealt with offense, issue of the heart, was really for me because at, at that point, I was already like, mm, this Christianity thing, um, I don't want to do it again because um, I've seen a couple of things. And also, like, I've seen... People I respected so much, and they're like, oh, they're doing too much. Um, Christians are not meant to be trusted. And um, that was playing out. But when I got here, um, I saw that in a different light. And um, that really, really made my heart more tender, regardless of how to deal with the offense. Did the offense stop? No. Did I know how to deal with it better? Yes. Why? Because I, I, I've received so much light here for for how to deal with that yeah, that's number one um the other thing the other thing is um my spiritual growth and specifically in the place of prayer 
um, meditation and also um, um, I'm, I'm privileged to to be gifted with the gift of seeing and that also was like shaping here very well and really I'm really grateful for the spiritual resources um, the spiritual songs um, the practicality of teaching of God's words uh, ever since I ever, ever since I started Johnny Cave any job I'm taking like small big Nigeria international I tell them I don't work on Saturdays like during the negotiation, I just tell them, sorry, I can't work on Saturdays and I don't do anything on Saturdays. I go to church on Saturdays. So there was one job I got then, blah, 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 and they fixed major recap meeting on Saturday. I already told them during the interview. Sorry, I'm saying all this. I've already told them during the interview. So two weeks into the job, I had to mail my boss that. I told them I don't work on Saturday. I know that I'm design leader or something, but I told them I don't work on Saturdays. So um, that, that shows how much God has helped me to um grow and um, my my prayer life has really like increased and improved and also the gift of community the gift of people you can be vulnerable with people you can talk to and have access to yes so yeah that is it thank you okay now i need us to understand something um it's not too much of a testimony um it's more of us you know, each one of you using your experience to impact other people, okay? And then also helping us to build a model for how we are going to continue the journey. Does that make sense? Do you understand that? Do you get that? I hope you understand what I'm saying. You know, um, I would want you to impute and impact while you are talking, did you hear? the Lord will be taking us to the journey how we're going to go and what I have heard and I'm sure you guys have all heard also is that there's been occasions opportunities circumstances and situations where people are going to be at least two people have talked about how they were about to be plucked out of here, correct? And how the Lord insisted on their staying here. I hope you hear. Now, it's not much of you seeing them testifying of how this place is beneficial. I don't want that because that way to look like oh, they're testifying and helping us to advertise the cave. That's not the intention. I want you to see the, the process, the inner workings of the Spirit of God insisting on them staying here for something. I don't, do you hear what I'm saying? I don't want it to be that you're helping us advertise the ministry. I want to see the 
struggle between the people who are talking, I hope you hear, with the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God winning over the people's circumstances that want to use occasions to pull them out. Does that make sense? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise God. So, I would want to call on Sister Bimbo. I saw her. It looked like she shifted her face behind. Please, I want you to pay attention, everybody, so that when someone new is coming up, you will quickly give the microphone. Now, we call her Sister Bimbo, but I was shocked when I went for her. I, I hope, talking about your sisters, I hope, because I know that, I don't want to touch any nerve. You good? Praise God. I didn't know how influential her family was in the kingdom. I didn't even know she's a pastor until that day. She just comes here to hide. Most of them come here to hide. <laughs> so we call her Sister Bimbo. But out there, they call her Pastor. I'm really appreciative of you guys. Okay? You alright? I'm appreciative of you. I appreciate your humility and being like your father, who is a hider. You know the Lord is a hider. How many of you know God is a hider? Uh, I see them. That's what they, I see them do. They just come in and hide because they don't want any attention to themselves they just want to get what they want to get and most of the times that's what we see here people come in here we don't know who, who they are what okay and we're happy to have them but we don't know they just keep all their you know huh accolades you know so they just want to come ordinary just to get what they want to get quietly I appreciate that, and I like that. All right. Praise God. I know you said you don't want it to sound like a testimony, but I don't know how else to make this sound. Um, I think I was invited to the cave for the first time sometime in 2020, 2019, and I used to come for the Kingdom Women. Now I've been a Christian for a long time and um, along the way I just knew that something was missing and coming here the Lord was able to help me find maybe not all of it but you know I mean from the very first time I came here for the Kingdom Women prayer meeting I knew that this was a place I wanted to always come to and I remember I told Pastor Chinyere some time ago that I used to pray ahead, you know, towards the Wednesday meetings. I think we used to meet on Wednesdays then. It was in the morning. And it was during work hours. And I would pray to God that, Lord, I don't want to miss this meeting. Help me cancel every meeting in the office. Help me ensure that they don't look for me. And he always honored, you know, my prayer. So, the, I mean, I believe that was God's way of, you know, confirming that I needed to be here. And 
He always ensured that I was fed anytime I came here. Then fast forward to 2020, COVID lockdown again. Okay, so we then moved to, you know, Ogudu, close to um, the cave, and then COVID. And I believe all of that was orchestrated by the Lord, you know, again, to ensure that I was close to this community and I was constantly being fed. I, I can't... I can't explain it, but you know, the Lord has really, really blessed me through this ministry, helped, helped me to, to grow. You know, when you've been a Christian for a while, there's a tendency to think that, oh, I'm doing it right. But coming here, the Lord helped me to understand little areas, you know, that one needed to focus on. One was my love walk. If anyone had asked me, 2018, if I was walking in love, I would have, you know, put up my two hands and probably my, my legs as well. But I learned something new, you know, about walking in love, just being in this community. Another area was, you know, being able to overcome offense, like um, Francis said. Again, if I was asked if I was somebody who walked in offense, I would have said no. But, you know, just being around here and listening to the teachings helped me to understand that, you know, they're just little, little things that one needed to pay attention to. And again, I, I think part of the reason, or I believe part of the reason the Lord brought me here was to also use it to, in my own little way, you know, help others, you know, teach them. So I would take the learnings and the teachings from here and carry it to, you know, my own little community in church, my, my department, and, um, you know, just share with them some of the things. And I've seen, by the grace of God, you know, some impact in their lives as well, you know, little things, especially this thing around offense. I'm sure we all know the things that go on in church, you know. This one is offended with that and, and all of that. So God has helped me to, you know, and he's still helping me to do that in the, in the midst of all of us. I haven't had dramatic experiences like Shile had where, you know, I'll see God carry me in a bicycle and all, but there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, this is um, where the Lord wants me to be. And um, I have grown immensely and I'm, I'm grateful to God for that and I'm grateful to to you to everyone in the community it's just so nice you know just being amongst people that you can be yourself you can be real you know no airs and this is one thing that I've, it's one of the many things that I have enjoyed being here and then also you know that thing of praying for others with so much I don't know if the right word is devotion, you know. That selflessness. I mean, we went through a period where we were praying for, I can't remember how many months, you know. We had um, the prayer watch and everyone was so committed. And the, the, the most beautiful thing of it was that the Lord answered our prayer. You know, every single one of the ones we lifted up, the Lord heard and answered. And that just built my faith, you know, immensely. And I'm always so quick to use that experience, you know, to, to encourage, to encourage others. 
Anyway, let me stop here. But um, yeah, so that has been my journey so far. Recently, I, um, not because of offense or anything, recently I almost, you know, slipped back for reasons I'm sure, you know, some of you would know. But again, there was community, you know, to, to help, and I'm so grateful. Thank you. I don't know if what I've said makes sense, but yes, that's it. Thank you. Okay, now let's, now let's uh, play back on what she said. Okay, let's play back on what she said. And that's also, that plays out in what Francis was saying. That is insisting on depriving yourself of the demands of Babylon so that you can feed from the Lord's table. Did you notice that in what both of them said? All right? Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. I mean, like she said she would pray, okay, so that she would disappear from the heart of her system, office system, her boss. They won't remember her. So, they, in fact, they wouldn't even call on her for some reason. Why? Because she engaged her priesthood. Okay? I hope you hear what I'm saying. And then what I saw and what she was saying is being a giver. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Understanding that you're not here to just receive and receive, but you're here to take on the nature of the Lord that who is a giver. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. Praise God. And then what else did she say again? Something very profound. She talked about community. Now the purpose and the reason why we have this kind of setup, because you might not understand that your easy accessibility to anyone, especially the leadership, is because there's a system in place. Did you hear that? There's a system in place. Francis said the same thing, that you won't spend some months just because you want to see a pastor. Did you get? Uh, so it means that there's no defense mechanism. There's no force field that would hinder people from, did you get that? Now, it's because of the structure that is in place. Okay? And what else did she say? Who can remember something else she said? She talked about love walk. Love walk. Okay. Ability to overcome offense. Now, when they say things like this, I want you to either go to them okay or receive the principles or the spirit of what they are saying did you hear i like what francis was saying that offense did not stop but something changed what changed ability to huh to handle it to overcome 
Hallelujah. One more person. Choose someone. <laughs> okay, who would I choose now? Okay, so you have chosen. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I wanted to call Dio. Good evening, sir. Good evening, everyone. Okay. Um, I think I joined the cave about five years ago, but um, it was off and on. And um, I think um, my journey started proper when we started with the lamb's wife, the first lamb's wife. And um, for me, that training was something that the Lord used to stir up something within me. And it helped me a lot. And it was the beginning of so many things that, uh, that kicked off afterwards. Apart from that was the several meetings that we've had here, the Watchman Prophetic Conference, the Yahweh to Face, where different ministers would come, you know, with their different um, graces. And those meetings helped to shape my ability to go into the Word. And, you know, it helped me such that I could pick up my Bible and wouldn't be afraid of the ability to understand because this company has helped me to, it's like a fast track that the Lord has used this company for, for me because regardless of your, um, of your level and of spiritual growth, there's a way that you come here and you hear from different people and this, and I don't know how it happens, but you know, it's just a situation where no matter how low or mid-level that you are, when you come here, you find out that you are growing. And you know, initially, you know, um, there were a few challenges that always made me go to to Mama, and uh, I would call, talk, and you know. For now, it's because of the different teachings and the trainings that, that I've heard, it has helped me to stand and helped me to pray, helped me to trust that regardless of whatever it is, I could just keep pushing and pushing because I see that there is light. And another thing this has helped me with is our children. You know, the company has helped to, you know, help them because what they are being fed here with is something that the helps them to grow because when we get some there are some questions i ask them maybe after camp josiah camp you know i don't know i can't remember the names of camp daniel uh -huh. 
uh -huh, then all those meetings, I ask them and the way they respond helps me to understand that, that they are really growing and I really appreciate God for this because you know there's sometimes that you just, the devil wants to take you out and you're in that place where you are struggling as to whether you should come or not. When I come here, I, you know, even if there's, um, there isn't any ministration and I just sit, the atmosphere is such that it will just help you to, you know, realign. It helps you to reset such that when I go home, it helps me to go back into God's word helps me to read. I love to read God's word now. I love to pray. And I know that this is something that um, is so special to me. And I don't know what my life would have been if I'm not here. So I bless God. Another thing here for me is the ability to express your giftings without being held back. You know, you can come and you say you see something. This is my first time of coming to a meeting where you can express yourself. And that's because of the spiritual leadership here that, you know, not that they encourage you to come and just, you know, release it, but they're able to, their level of discernment. I'm not trying to say that, I'm not trying to praise them, but, you know, in a setting where the Bible tells us that all of these gifts is for the body and the atmosphere here is encouraging those giftings under the leadership of, of, of the man and the woman of God, where they're able to check, okay, is this the right thing? Is this the wrong thing? So that people with these giftings, because me, because I've come here, I'm, I'm, I really want to express those giftings, those prophetic, like Antifoluke, like uh, Francis and the rest. So it makes me want to also, you know, because it's our inheritance, part of what we should have as children of God. So when I go before God, I say, God, I want to have this. I want to have that. So I bless God for that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> um, it's, I think, um, something I just want us to um, appreciate God for is that we have free access to the presence of God. Right? So God is the Most High, the Most High, the Almighty, the Most High. So if anyone could have free access to the most high why should human beings not have access to the least high to the lowest of the highs it's it's very important you know that leaders don't take the place of god in the lives of the people it's it's important that um it's very important, very, very important that leaders bring people, take people to the Lord, and not to themselves. Very important. 
Now, the risk of uh, that, which many people run away from, why they don't do that, is loss of people, loss of regard, loss of honor, loss of respect. Because when you come to places where um, the set man is uh, exalted, everybody's place is flowing. Everybody seems to, they're not gaining anything. But somehow, Satan feeds the minds of people, you know, is, is a controlling thing. Okay? And, um, but where Christ really is, Satan will fight you not to be there. So, if you've won that fight, you are strong. If you want the fight to stay here, God has shown you great, great mercy. And you will see your reward. Because you will become what those who left would never become. And I'm not saying that because we're bragging. A, an apple tree grows best where it was ordained to grow. If you bring apple tree to Lagos, no matter what you do to it, it will never grow. Because it was not made to grow in Lagos. It was made to grow in a temperate environment. So that's how, that's how the blessings, that's how the reward. And you know, those instructions, it's, it's, it's because of the plan of God. And it's not just the plan of God for your personal life. It's the plan of God for himself, for his kingdom, for his house where each brick should be, where each window should be, where each door should be. So when you're supposed to have a window, instead of having a window there, if you put blocks there, you've altered the ventilation of that property. So because people don't understand the building of God's house, they make a mess of the, their own portion of the building. Of, I know so many people that left. They are meant to be here. Some left because of offense. Some left, you know. And we thought so much on offenses because that's the only way Satan can stop stop you. Either you're offended towards another man or you're offended towards God. And when you get offended towards God, the person who teaches you God is the leader of any ministry. So the next thing is you leave that place. Because you're offended with God, you know. Um, sometimes people struggle with religion. What is religion? It is traditional Christianity that you go to church on Sundays. So because of going to church on Sundays, many people who are meant to be here, dedicated to here, focused on the army that we've been instructed to raise, can't be here because they have to be in a traditional church on Sundays. Unfortunately, there's nowhere after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ where the meeting day is Sunday. The church met daily at the temple. The church met, met daily from house to house. That's the pattern we see in the New Testament. The pattern in the Old Testament was to meet on the Sabbath day. There's so many patterns in the Old Testament that God has reordered because now the Spirit of God is inside everybody. You didn't need to go to Jerusalem to meet the Spirit of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, 
So, um, there was something else I wanted to say. There was something else I wanted to say. I've forgotten. It has slipped. When I remember. Okay, I should call one more person. Okay, let me call. Yes, another thing, let me just say that she talked about the giftings. Okay? Also, the reason why the reason why most churches do not allow the um, expression of the giftings of God. In fact, even when they have smaller meetings, smaller, maybe like house fellowships or, you know, they still, the over, overseer still wants to either stereotype activities going on there, you know, just so that the people don't begin to... <laughs> So it's the carrying over of an old wine, you know, and um, it's because they are threatened. Yeah, they are threatened. They are afraid of losing their position. They are afraid of losing the people. But a lack of that's because of a lack of understanding of what the assignment is for. The offices, the pastor, teacher, that office, those offices, they are for the building up of the body, for the work of the ministry. So the offices are to build the people so that the people can do ministry. So how can the people do ministry without their giftings? How can they do ministry without they themselves entering into their offices? It can't work. You know, so um, also because human beings like worshipping other human beings. And they like people that can tell them what they don't know. So, um, because most people that have gifts, the gifts that attracts a lot of attention the most is the prophetic. I see, I saw, see for me, see for me, see for me. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but a sound ministry, a sound ministry, the teaching ministry is actually the highest. The teaching ministry is what grounds the people. Let me not say it's the highest. Let me say it's the most important, the most critical. Okay, because the teaching ministry will help you even learn what you are seeing because it's not everything you see that is right. And after you have begun to see, there's interpretation. The Bible is full of things prophets saw that nobody has understanding of. It's loaded. Ezekiel is full. Jeremiah is full. Isaiah is full. Even the book of Revelations is full. From chapter 5 in the book of Revelations are things they saw that nobody has understanding of. So it's not just about seeing. It's about the knowledge of Christ. You know, so the teaching, the teachers, the found prophetic teachers of God's word are meant to, by the spirit of God, you know, throw into people the light that is required to interpret seeing. So when you know that, you're not bothered about seeing. You're not threatened by seeing. You know, you teach the people to follow the Lord and not to follow signs and wonders. It's signs and wonders that should follow a believer. Not the other way around. Praise God. And one critical thing everyone has been saying is offense. And offense is a virus that is waiting at the door of every place where they say Christians are gathered. 
Anybody that is passing through that door, there's an invisible nurse that gives you a shot on the left arm. You can be offended because an usher told you not to sit there. You can be offended because the pastor talked about somebody and didn't talk about you. You can be offended because the pastor preached about you, not knowing. You don't know he doesn't know anything about you. And you just decide that, that the pastor is talking about me. You know, different kinds of things. Yesterday, <clears throat> I went to the market and I... I used Uber. We don't have cars. It's strange, but suddenly we don't have cars. As yesterday, between yesterday and today, I was suddenly, I remember Job. And I said, wow. You know, <laughs> I said, the things that happened to Job happened to Job in one day. When you read it, you're like, is this really the truth? You know, same day, this one, this report came, this one came, this one came. So we experienced that in one day, all our cars shut down. In one day. <laughs> so I went to the market. I went to Tejushu Market. I needed to get some things for my daughters. So I went to, I called Uber. And when I, when I was listening to the, the woman's voice, um, it was a woman's voice, the driver. It was a woman's voice. I was intrigued. Like, I wanted to ask, are you a woman or a man? How could a man be talking like this? Until she showed up. Wow. I looked at her, I'm like, wow, you are a lady. She said, yes, I am. <laughs> so instead of sitting at the back, I sat in front. I sat in front. And I just loved on her. I was so excited. I said, wow, you're a woman, you're doing this. She said, yes. I said, you love it? She said, I love it. I said, so you are strong? She said, yes, I am. I said, how many hours do you drive a day? She said, 10, 12 hours. I said, you're kidding me? She said, yes. She told me so much about Uber. So much. If you are hungry in this Lagos, can I permit me to be a bit nasty? You are a fool and you are lazy. I'm telling you, you are a fool and you are lazy. She was a banker. She was working in GT Bank as a contract staff. She was earning 97,000 Naira a month. She said she makes twice of that money in a week, some in two weeks. So every month, take home, not what she gives to the owner of a car. Every month she makes nothing less than 400 and something thousand naira. She said yesterday when she was going, she bought grilled fish for her children. 7,000, 8,000 naira she paid for the fish. When she got to her husband and said, babe, where did you find money? She said, as a banker, she could never have done that, you know. So, but whenever I enter Uber, I always look for opportunity to minister Christ. Okay, if you're a Christian, I want to know what level of Christianity are you in? Maybe I could take you higher. Or if you're not in the kingdom at all, I bring you into the kingdom. You know, or encourage you to use your car as a tool of evangelism. Get tracks, put in the car. The one man told me, he said, the only thing I carry is prostitutes. Girls, girls, girls. I said, where are the tracks? Where, what are you doing with them? You should be bringing them into the kingdom, you know. So, um, so we started talking about Jesus. I said, well, you've told me so many wonderful things, lovely, lots of, she gave me lots of information, business ideas. I'm going to share it, but not today. She said, um, she said that, um, She's offended. 
I, that she can never go to church again. It's because I asked, I said, what about Jesus? Where is Jesus in your life? I mean, we've talked about so many wonderful, wonderful things. I said, so there's just one more wonder we need to talk about, Jesus. She said, ah, I know him. I said, fantastic. You are saved? She said, yes. But I don't go to church anymore. Ah, I said, why? She said, ah, she doesn't go to church anymore. She can never be in church again. She will never go back to church. I said, why? She said she won't tell me the reason. That if she, if she talks about it, she will start crying. I said, no, you will tell me. Now I know why I entered your car. I said, you will tell me the reason. She said she won't tell me. I said, you're going to tell me. I said, you know why you're going to tell me? She said, the church, they're not teaching truth. It's, it's, um, it's um, emotional. What do you call it? Not emotional blackmail. No, 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 no. I, forget about emotion. Um, motivation motivation she says all motivational teachings that she used to go to deeper life ah i looked at her, her hair was short and she had colored it gold or orange you know some fairy colors so, <laughs> so, so, so i said hey deeper life. So i got much more interested i said ah. so i want to know what happened she said no she won't tell me i said you're going to tell me and tell you what you drop me in the market you go and wait for me let your machine run. I'll pay. I don't care. I said, let it run. You wait. When I'm done, I'll call you. We'll continue the journey. So I, she stopped, packed, and, you know, we came back. We continued. I finished what I was doing in the market. I called her and we continued the journey. She told me, she said, her husband was a leader in one of the churches and did business with another leader. And he was a friend. Her husband is a friend to one of the former governors. And that governor wanted to help him. Okay? Because they knew themselves maybe way back. And the governor gave them a contract. I don't want to mention the state. So the governor gave them a contract. And he, this co-leader in church, co-pastor in church, he brought him. They trusted themselves. So because of that, they didn't have any written agreement. They just trusted by words of mouth. And they used his company to do the job. And the money was to go to his company after the job. They finished the job. The profit was 250 million naira. The guy did not give them a dime. <laughs> See all your reactions. <laughs> So we can continue right on it. This is the town hall meeting, right? You see what it's all about? You're enjoying it? Okay. All right. Okay. Yes, yes. I will get there. So anyways, um, the money was... So they tried to take up the case. And the guy just didn't give them the money. And the leadership of the church... You know, couldn't get that guy to give them the money and didn't do anything to his office. They still left him, you know, and she, she got it. Eh? Yes, of course. Of, of course. What yes, tight. Yes, yes, yes. So, anyways, um, so because of that, they left. So I said, Is that why you left? She said, Yes. I said, So because of that, you have forsaken the gathering together of believers. So I began to teach her the word of God. 
I opened the scriptures and I started teaching her. I started showing her scriptures upon scriptures upon scriptures upon scriptures. I said, you say you don't like motivational teaching. So what is it that you like? Life, right? Eternal life, right? So eternal life has content. The content of eternal life is the life that Jesus wants us to live. It's not coming to a religious setting where everyone is pretending. And where if nobody steps on you, everything is fine. The day someone steps on you, you know, so that's not eternal life. The life has to be tested. We have to be tried. We have to be passed through fire. And in the course of the teaching, because my husband and I have been defrauded so many times, family inheritances, my husband did not touch his family inheritance, even being a first son in the family. Okay, when I shared that one with her, the same experience I had 1999 or so, did a contract with a lady in Chevron, uh, Texaco, when it was Texaco, it was, I did all the job and she didn't give me a dime. She took the money and they relocated. And didn't give me, and didn't give me a dime. And I made peace with her. She looked at me, you made, yes, I made peace with her. You know, and then I told her about um, a, a, a situation in the church I used to attend. You know about it, where, okay, first of all, our car, I told her, so you see, today's meeting was not ordinary. She said she believes. She said she believes. She said, she now said something. She said her husband started praying and fasting last week, 21 days fast or 30 days fast, and asking God to show them which church to go to because they need to go back to church. But that she was not willing, but that meeting me today, she realized that they must overcome that offense. They must overcome that. She must overcome. I said, if because of money, you abandon the gathering, then it means that money is more important to you. It is money, okay? So when I, when I told her about my husband's inheritance that my husband walked away from, and told her what happened to him after he walked away from that inheritance, she, I said, if you stayed in church and forgave the man, Maybe God would have given you another contract of 2.5 billion. God would have paid it for you. Do you understand? But now you've revenged yourself and you are driving Uber. Do you see? So very important that we must overcome offense at any level. At any level. Very important. Is alarm. Is a praise alarm or something. Thanksgiving or worship or something. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. So offense, 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 offense is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's easy, very easy to get offended. Very easy. So we need to feed and and you know, as you mature, as you mature, offenses will come at different levels. It will not come at the level it came to you when you were a child. It will not come at the level, do you understand? Every level of growth, every level of promotion, 
there's an offense exam waiting for you there. You know, praise God. So this is our labor. That's what Paul said in the scriptures. He said, in this I labor. So it's a labor, right? To exercise myself. To be void, free of offenses towards God and towards man. So she asked for the address of, of this place. <gasps> she might not come because this might not be where God wants her. Okay, but um, she, it, was, it was a blessing. So I want us to just take that, you know, very important, very, very important. Uh, that money can change somebody's life forever. That money should change your life forever. Even 50 million should change your life forever. Let alone 250 million of back then. Yes. Yes. So, but you can't because of Jesus said, I told her this, they, they, I gave her the parable of the, of, the, of the guy that came to Jesus to share their inheritance. I said, Jesus' response was, beware of, of covetousness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe a bit later. Okay, now, this thing she said is very important. Okay? It's very important because looking at me, I see billionaires. In front of me, I see kings, royalty. In front of me, I'm seeing people that have the capacity to move nations and move stuff. So in the very near future, there's going to be um, relationships, business relationships. Okay. And it's important for you to understand that you should be fully built up so that when you get into partnerships, you'll be able to trust. You should be able to understand to have written contracts. And you should be able to know what to do when a brother whom you trusted dupes you. I hope you hear. And then you should not because of that leave the fellowship of the brethren. I hope you hear. And if you are deeply hot, and I know you will, if you are duped, especially by the person who loves you or somebody whom you love and someone who you've trusted and someone who you ate from the same plate do you get what would you do you need to learn that you need to learn how to build your capacity i hope you're here and then you need to learn to be able to trust again I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. 
Did you get that? Praise God. Yeshua said that offense would surely come. So, you know, and he's not going to stop you from being offended. But he's going to teach you how to overcome the offense. Because when you are able to learn how to overcome the offense, and when more offenses come, and it doesn't get to you anymore, what it means is that you have added the nature of Christ to your person. Is that clear? I mean, like Yeshua was saying that he came to his own. And they asked him that, who did this to you? Who put all these marks on your body? And he would say, I came to my friends. I came to their house. And they did this to me. Right? Hallelujah. Amen. So what we are going to be looking at in the future is saints in this place and elsewhere that have built so much capacity i remember adama and what she was given opportunity to to deal with in her office in her workplace okay and all her attempts to overcome she won some maybe she lost some correct yeah you lost some okay but you were given an opportunity all right hallelujah and apart from you some other people what do you do when you are choked with you know things and you're trying to live right you're trying to practice what you learned and the circumstance or situation is smarter than you. What I mean by that is that you try to implement what you've learned and somehow the situation or circumstance is dodging all your righteousness and all your nature of God, okay? And you see yourself still either in the place of offense and things like that. Praise God. So I need you to understand that this is true Christianity. I hope you hear. Where you are faced with issues of life, circumstances, offenses, and things like that. What do you do? Do you get offended, get angry? You want to keep your peace? You want to do this? You want to do that? And you move elsewhere without staying in the midst of it, okay, and overcoming I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to give her one more opportunity a little bit later, but it's already 6 o'clock. And I want us to understand something that um, most of you have talked about the different kinds of um, pattern of ministry that you have seen here um, I believe and I perceive that the Lord wants us to push a little bit more okay and um, I'm hoping that 
we are going to be seeing more of kingdom structure. We have to be bold about it. We have to journey away a little bit gradually from what we have known to be church. Okay? You know, she talked about people who insist that service must be on Sunday. That is the day of sun. Uh, okay? Uh, she mentioned that every day, every day is Christmas. That's what Shade sang in her song. Every day is Christmas. So every day is for the Lord. Okay? Praise God. But whenever there's a call for, you know, gathering of the saints, let's not turn it down. I hope you hear what I'm saying. What did I say? Whenever there's an opportunity for fellowship, never turn it down. Did you hear what I said? We try to call for fellowship. We try to call for, you know, us to gather again and people have one excuse or the other. Please, let's understand that fellowship is very, very crucial, very important because there's something that the gathering of the saints, there's something it does. It says, but you have not come to uh, a mountain that uh, cannot be touched, right? But you have come to Mount Zion, the city of God. Now, if I ask you, what's the meaning of the city of God? What are you going to say? What do you understand by that? Sister Foluke, when it says, but you have come to Mount Zion, the what? The city of who? Of the living God. What does it mean? What does that mean? Um, for me, it means the the spiritual gathering of the body of Christ okay uh, in communion together um, encouraging each other edifying each other um, exalting the most high God um, focusing on Christ um, manifesting light um, as they come together and realizing that it's the Christ in them that is um, going to um, bring glorification and that is the end journey of everything that we're doing in this life um, it's a Zion is a place where um, our faith is built up it's where love really manifests because as you come together you you even your love becomes stronger when you're together when you're in sincerity together love manifests and um, it's where hope is built as well, in that the um, eternal journey can be achieved. Um, at least that's what I, I see it as. Okay, who else can add to that? Come, <laughs> Come out. 
Quickly, please. Okay, um, I think in addition to what um, Sister Folenke have said, you see, gathering of the elite of God, those that have developed their mind, they have known God. You know, what makes a city is the mindset of the people that are there. So it's a gathering of people who have learned God, they have developed. I think that is what I want to say. All right, thank you. Who else? Praise the Lord Jesus. So what uh, that place means to me, especially as Papa asked, I had to look again. Um, talking about that we've come to Zion, the, uh, Mount Zion, the city of the living God to the heavenly Jerusalem. It, um, what particularly stood out for me was the word city. That's uh, the highest expression of a civilization, like where you see it all. It's, we are not talking about things at the lower, uh, the, the lowest levels. You see the effulgence of what that system is about. So in coming to Mount Zion, the word mountain shows us as a peak. This is the highest that God can ever give. This is where you are. You are not um, here to experience God in shadows, but you are coming to the city of the living God, the city of the living God. God is real and you are being, you are, you are, you are immersed in his reality to the fullest. So that's, that's what it means to me. Okay, who else? Because something hit me when I, when I call that. Praise God. So um, what comes to mind is an entire civilization. That is, you're talking about a culture, a nation, a people with a lifestyle. When you see them, you are seeing a tribe, a nation. You know, when you are seeing, for example, a Nigerian, there's what you see anywhere in the world. And you ask, are you a Nigerian? They say, okay, I know you're a Nigerian now. Because when a Nigerian talks, the way they behave outside Nigeria, you just know they are Nigerians. They are loud. That's how we talk about our own civilization. So when you see the city of God, that civilization, when you see them, you just know, like they said, they are Christians. They have worked with Christ. There's something that is coming out of them that can't be compared to another. Just like the stones, the different stones. That they said we are living stones. So the stones, different pearls are shining and we see them that they said their light is not from outside but from within, they are shining and bringing different variations of colors of light. That's what we see when we talk about that city. Praise God. Who else? Somebody else. Shile was talking. Uh, raising up her hands. I want, I want to draw from what, what they said. Um, the city, I'm just thinking of Nebuchadnezzar. He, he was looking at his city and he's like, wow, this thing that I built by myself. So I believe that a city is the expression of what is in the heart of a king. 
So he will design it the way he wants. I want the walls to be like this, and I want the water to flow like this. This is how the water system should be. Electricity should run 24-7. So everything you see in that city is what is in the heart of that king, that, um, let's say, mayor or governor. So coming to Mount Zion, the city of God, so when you come to Mount Zion, you see exactly what God wants. Exactly all, all his thoughts, his imaginations, his laws, his systems. So in that city, you have angels that minister to heirs of salvation. You have the church of the living God. There is a justice system that, um, that's, that has a mediator. And then you see the ministry of the blood. Then you see how people resolve their issues. You know, they will go and report to their king that see what people in Babylon have done to me. You know, the judge of all flesh. Then there's basically it's justice system. It's um like the executive arm where the angels implement the mind of God. You know, so basically God's mind, everything he's thinking, everything that is in his heart expressed. Okay. You wanna say something? Okay. All right. Uh, give him. Sorry, while we're waiting for you, let me just read this scripture. Who wants to say something? Is it Namde? Um, I just want to read. It's exciting what um, is coming out. Psalm 48. Psalm 48, verse 12. Um, let, let's, let's start from verse 9. It said, We have thought of your loving kindness, O God. In the midst of your temple, according to your name, O God, so is your praise unto the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your judgments. Then from verse 12, it says, walk around Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. So there are towers. In the city right any tower you see talk about those towers mark you well her bulwarks consider her palaces that you may tell it to the generation following for this our god is for this god is our god forever and ever he will be our guide even unto life Leave this man that wrote death there. <laughs> okay. So when 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 your Papa asked what um, I think the initial question was what is the city of God? What what came to my mind was um, how in a city there are buildings and there are um, structures and 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 how we are we ourselves we believers are tabernacles. And as we come, we are a city, and 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 like each one, each house, each person is a building. Each person is a tower. Each person is a is a skyscraper. We have different buildings, and then we come. Yes, like so. Like that was a picture that came to my mind. I was going to share. Any other person? Praise the Lord. Okay, when we talk about the Mount Zion and as the city of God, to me, the city is all about a person. Okay. 
just like um, Abraham said he is no joining looking for a a, a, a city whose builder is God. So that city is a person. And what we can see there is a lifestyle of the person. And how we can become that person is all about the nature of a, a, a person, which is God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You have something you want to say again? Now, you see, what I saw there, you know, Yeshua said that you are the light of the world. And then he said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Okay? So, it means that you are a city. Okay? You are a city. Now, but here he's saying that this is the city of the living God. Now, you said it's a person. Now, if you look at the book of Psalm 133, it says, Behold, how, uh, how, how, what? How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to compact themselves together to dwell together he says it's like a what it's like an oil that runs down the beds the head the beds of aaron okay down his skirts down his garment and it says like a, a dew upon mount hermon and then it says something it says it's like my this the mountains of Zion. For there, the Lord has commanded his nature, okay, and it says, life everlasting. I hope you hear. Did you hear that? So, when we are calling for the gathering of the saints, okay, we are telling you to come and occupy your space, your lot. Do you understand? You are part of the body of the Messiah. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So when you stay back, okay, you are out of the body. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Now, when you stay out, there's something missing from the body of the Messiah. I hope you hear now, Satan tried to sift Peter, and Peter denied the Lord, and Peter ran away from the Lord. Now, Peter was holding an integral aspect of the body, correct? So, the Lord insisted, said, go and tell my disciples, and who? He says, go tell my disciples and Peter. Do you understand? So it was important for him to insist on the man Peter because he knew that the guy was full of guilt. So he said, go and tell my disciples. 
was Peter not part of his disciples? Huh? So Peter had actually been plucked out. You understand? So the Lord had to call him back. Tell my disciples and Peter that I have risen. You get what I'm saying? So you can't. Now, I know you will say, oh, it's a universal body. True. But universal in spirit. Okay? But that spirit has to manifest in the flesh. Did you hear? It is when there's that flesh that you deal with all the offenses. You can't deal with it in the spirit. It's in the flesh. Do you get now, people like to say, oh, I'm part of the body in the spirit. Uh -uh. We already know you are in the spirit. Come, come out in the flesh. Manifest that thing that is in that life manifested in the flesh. I hope you hear. Let it be in the flesh. Because <laughs> any spirit that does not believe that Yeshua came in the flesh is the spirit of the Antichrist. So you have to come out in the flesh. Okay? Your brother has to offend you and bruise you. You will bleed and you will stay there. You won't move. You won't go out. I hope you hear. You won't look for an occasion to go out and unplug yourself. Do you understand? You stay there. Let them offend you and then love them. Did you hear? Now that is Christianity. That means you are a king. I like that. That is city life. That's the life of the city. You get that? That is the life of the city. The city of God. So you have not come to a mountain that may be touched that bond with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore for they could not endure what was commanded. Did you hear? They didn't want to come to the mountain. They sent Moshe to go and hear for them. They couldn't endure the words that was meant for them. The commandment. I hope you hear. When you come in the garden of the saints, you are able to receive the commandment. Did you hear? You won't receive it from outside. Okay? You receive it here in the garden. Okay? Are we together, please? Praise God. Don't send someone on your behalf. Let the pastor go and hear God and come and tell me, uh -uh. you have a lot. You have a position there. We don't want you missing. We want you there. I want to turn and I see you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. When I see you, I have strength. Did you hear? Are we together? When I see you, I have strength to push on. Praise God. 
It says even so much as the beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned and shot to death. And it was so terrifying a sight that Moshe had to say, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. Verse 22 says, but you have come to Mount Zion. The city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of messengers to the assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in the spirit. You have also come to God. So it's the city of God. So when you come there, you've come to the Father. Correct? Huh? To the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect. And you have also come to who? To Yeshua, the mediator of the living covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better than the blood of I hope you hear what I'm saying. So, the body of Christ, the body of the Messiah, imagine my hand saying, I'm not coming here. You have shortchanged the body of the Messiah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You have something you want to say? Yes. When you were talking about the importance of gathering when a meeting is called my my um, heart went to this scripture in Hebrews chapter 10 why you can't make progress isolated so um, there are many of our brethren who are committed to the meetings that okay let me leave that Hebrews chapter 10, it says from verse 23, it says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. So don't stagger, don't waver, okay? For he is faithful that promised. Okay? Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. By what? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You can't provoke love. You can't provoke good works if you don't come together. You can't. You can't. You yourself will not be trained in love. So you might receive the knowledge of love by listening to Kenneth Hagin, read, reading Kenneth Hagin, and you know everything he taught, we're reading Love, The Way to Victory in Lamb's Wife, we're um, having the book reviews, but those things you've heard, you must write the exam. And the exam is life application. If they gossip about me, what did Kenneth Hagin say you should do? Do it. You will see. It's not always easy to do it. That means you have not been perfected in love. 
Do you see? So you have to allow yourself to be exposed to an atmosphere where that training can take place. Where those who teach it practice it. So you can learn, you know, grow deeper in it. That lady I was with yesterday, I shared with her a testimony of how in a certain church where I was, I was invited for all the women gathered together to plan a shower for the head, for the head pastor's wife. And um, we all contributed money. And everybody picked what they would do. Some people said they would make fried rice. Some, you know, I was supposed to make beef kebabs. And I contributed my money. This was in year 2006. 2006 or 2007. And um, the day was on a Sunday. When we were ready to go, someone called me who is in the inner caucus of the pastors, uh, whatever, and said the, the love feast had been cancelled. The party had been cancelled. I said, really? She said, yes, it had been cancelled. So... I had, I was moved to call another sister. I said, I hear the law office has been canceled. She said, no, hasn't been canceled though. We're going there. I'm on my way there now. I said, really? She said, yeah. I said, ah, this particular sister called me to say it's been canceled, so I shouldn't bother to come. And then when she got to the place, all the women were there. And she asked, why did you people, you, why did you call Sister Chen to say the party had been canceled? She said, oh, that's, they are not sure I'm wanted here. <laughs> that they are not sure I'm wanted in this place. They said, eh? So they started talking and arguing. Okay, but now she has found out that the thing is holding. How are we going to handle that? That was an issue for them. So after talking for a while, another lady who was there said, okay, why don't we go and ask the senior pastor if he has anything against Sister Chinere coming to their house. That I'm not wanted in pastor's house. And they went to meet the pastor and asked, Pastor, please, um, is Mrs. Sibo, is, is there any way possible that she can enter your house? Is she allowed to enter your house? And the guy said, ah, yes, why not? She's allowed to enter my house. Now, whether he meant that or not is between him and God. Okay? So, the, so another sister now called me. I said, ah, Sister Chen, where are you? I said, I'm in my house. She said, start coming now. Start, start, come now, now, now. Start coming. <clears throat> I said, eh, okay, have you prepared the coast now? You know, I used to be very sarcastic. My husband is drilling me and making sure <laughs> all that is not knocked off. Because <laughs> I use it on him sometimes. <laughs> So I said, I feel people clear the coast now. Everything is fine now. He said, I said, okay, I've heard. So I carried my bag. If you are the one, will you go? You will never go, right? So I asked that lady yesterday. I said, if you are the one, will you go? She said, she can go. For what? I said, well, I went. I went. My husband was looking at me when I was going. He said, you are going? I said, yes, I will go. Because also, in that church... Um, I have always, we have always been different. Understanding of scriptures, spiritual things, they are teaching this way, we are teaching that way. Okay? So, 
I asked the Lord many times, can I leave this place? We are not one. We are not saying the same thing. And the Lord said, don't go. I said, I I've told the Lord, I said, they don't like me here. They don't want me here. They call me spirit, spooky, blah, blah, blah. You are too spirit. You are too this. Ah, it's not such a thing. She has come again. Judgmental. Very judgmental. Because you are correcting, correcting people's work. So, I went. And when I got there, when I entered, I didn't enter with offense. <laughs> I just entered. I laughed. I called the lady that told me not to come. I said, ah, what happened? And I said it openly. I said, ah, what happened? Have you people changed? You guys canceled and reinstated. So, they were looking at me like, I think this woman is really crazy. <laughs> There's something else she's looking for. Because this is just so shameful. She should go and hide herself her face in shame. Well, I remember when we used to listen to Kelivana. There was a particular elderly man that used to go to Kelivana's, that used to minister alongside Kelivana sometimes. And the guy, you know, talked about um, where he used to, a particular ministry where they didn't want him, but that he was obligated to love them. So that he would just go and sit down. And he knew that they all wanted him to leave. And he said, no, I'm not going to leave because you're my brethren. And I'm not here for evil. I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to be a part of you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I went for that love feast that day and I stayed. And I wasn't the first person to go. I was the second to the last person to leave. I helped to clear up. I helped to do everything. And I left. Um... A little while, if one, two years, you know, ahead, I became the head of the women's ministry in that, in that same ministry. Stones with the builders rejected became the head of the corner. I was able to fulfill, I, I raised many people secretly without pulling them away. You know, so um, if you don't go for fellowship, you will not, they won't train you. So many offendable things happened to me in that place. My husband's car that crashed. My mother said, go. Leave that church. It's not a good church. I said, why? <laughs> I said, why should I leave the place? The place. She said, leave. They are not good. She said, when we were young, in our church, a man came to our church and parked his bicycle outside. And they stole his bicycle. The church contributed money and bought to replace that bicycle. You say, you, your husband, they know what people are going through. You took your husband's car, my husband's Mercedes then, crashed in service to this, one of the pastors of the, of, the, of the ministry. And the pastor came and announced to the whole church that they will buy you a car. And you went to ask them. They said, they don't know anything about the car. He said, what are you doing in that place? He said, leave there. I said, no, mommy, leave me. They are training me here. I'm under training. Because to exercise the heart is not by talking. It's a stretch, the heart. To exercise the heart is not by talking. The heart must pass through specific things and stand and love and give. At one time, I wanted to leave. Well, we were in Houston. I was talking with a friend of mine. And I said, ah, they will soon, they even may not leave themselves. They will soon kick me out of this place. They will kick me out by themselves. And that night, I had a dream. In that dream, I was planting purple and yellow flowers around the church building. 
And the Lord said, stay for now. Very small flowers. So, if, you, if you're carrying ministry, I can assure you, offense will be waiting for you at the door of that ministry. Satan will not allow you to deliver it. But if you are wise and if you've been well raised, you will run through those troops and do, because your times in such places are seasonal. You are there for training. When they are finished training you, they will release you to go and do your work. Praise God. I'm no longer there. But if I didn't go through all the things, and we, we didn't go through all the things we went through in that place, I won't do ministry like, we won't do ministry like this. We'll probably do it in a different way. Praise God. So fellowship is very important. Communion of believers. Don't be afraid of gossip. Don't be afraid of gossip. And part of the things that cures gossip is vulnerability. What are you afraid? What are you hiding? What is in your life that you're hiding? Right? It's true. What are you hiding? Your mistakes should be teaching class for other people. The places where you fell, the places where you stumbled, should be what you gathered from there is what you use to teach those who are coming behind. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I open up my secrets, what will, you now, what will you gossip about? How will you become gossip anymore? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's because we are too... I don't want them to know. I don't want them to... Why? Okay, fine, no problem. Keep your secrets that you want to keep. That's fine. It's okay to keep it if you have secrets. But if you don't have secrets, allow people to step on you, bruise on you, get healed. Do you understand? And there's no how you'll be close to one or two people that children, technon, not technon, mepios, babies, babies talk about everything they see. Are you, do you know that? If you, are, if you have a little child at home and somebody knocks on, at your door and you tell your, your son, tell them I'm not at home. <laughs> what will the child say? Mommy said, I should tell you, she's not at home. That's why the Bible says that the man that can hold his mouth is a what? He's a perfect man. <laughs> you have matured. When you are able to not say everything that you hear. Praise God. Thank you so much. Praise God. Okay. Um, I have some apples. I would like us to eat. Not now. Yet. Huh? Okay, um, but listen, we're going to uh, be teaching uh, things that are a bit not like what we've always known. Uh, please just bear with us. Um, um, I'm picking that we have to prepare the saints for the age that we are in right now. Um, witchcraft have been cleverly brought into day-to-day -day usage. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Um, evil, Satanism, okay, has been brought in such a way, it has been so fine-tuned, okay, and this is what we are going through. Hypnotism and different kinds of things that you don't know. I mean, like, what will make you addictive 
to a fawn. It's witchcraft. Someone has been able to make it in such a way that it's so pleasant, but they've kept you bound. You understand what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Have you ever seen where, um, when you watch some movies, you see how the sorcerer would take up his hands and hold someone or suspend the person? You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's the same thing that's going on with your phone. It's not that you don't know it. So um, we're going to be teaching spirit things. You know, at one time, Yeshua said, to you has been given what? The mysteries of the kingdom. So there's what's called the mysteries of the kingdom, which we haven't actually gotten into. I hope you hear what I'm saying. I mean, if you check what's going on in politics right now, governance, they don't care what you say. They just do what they want to do. Why? They've taken, they've taken time to arrest things in the spirit. Okay? They've taken time to actually bind people. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So we're going to be learning things. I'm going to read out some of them quickly because time is gone. One is... We need to understand what kingdom is in its totality. What is kingdom? Okay? And then who is a king or the king? You need to know that. Um, where is his domain? Okay? Now, who are the citizens, okay, of a country? In this case, is the city of God, uh, the kingdom of God, the, the commonwealth of Israel. Now, some of these things, we know it. But there are what you call connecting dots. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That keeps some things away from you. Okay? Now, what qualifies you, okay, to be a citizen? Who are you? What is your identity? I hope you hear what I'm saying. What's your identity? Because if you don't know your identity, Look at that little, little girl. Could you raise her up? Take her up again. Higher. Yay! <laughs> that girl doesn't know what she's carrying inside of her. Okay? She doesn't know now that she has a womb inside of her. She doesn't know. Okay? She doesn't know she has some breasts. She doesn't know that one day milk will begin to man come out from, from her. She doesn't. But the time will come when those things will begin to happen. Okay? Now, when she's uh, maybe like 11, 12 maybe, there could be some blood coming out from her. 
And she said, Mommy, Mommy, I have wounded myself. Mommy will say, No, you didn't wound yourself. This is nature. Do you hear? But right now, she doesn't know. So there's a whole lot. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So we need to really take time out. And then, if you know who you are, you know that you are born not of blood, not of flesh, okay, not of the will of man, but you are born of God. Yeah, it has to declare understand. It has to be. Nobody will tell you. You will come to the, you know, that firm understanding that you are born of God. Now, if you are born of God, it means that he's your father. And if he's your father, it means that there's something you are willing, you are going to be inheriting from him. Okay? Praise God. Yesterday, I was at the airport. Was it yesterday? When took, okay. Was it yesterday? Mm -hmm. I took, yeah. I saw a young girl, and I got so attracted to her. And I kept on watching her, and I saw her walk to her mom. And I saw her mom is an older version of her. And then somehow, I, I guess I was looking at both of them. So the daughter and the mother, they look alike. This one is the older version of this one. And this one is the younger version of the older one. Do you understand? So there is what is called DNA connection, uh, genealogies. Do you understand? Now, all these things I want us to, I know that she taught on the fatherhood of Abraham. That's right. We're going to come back to that again. It's very important because at that time, you had it in a different light, with a different light. Now you've grown more. You're, you need to hear it again. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So we're going to be teaching all those things. And our concept of what we have known church to be by his grace would change we would get to know more have a clearer understanding i hope you hear what i'm saying praise the lord there's much more but this is just intros and hopefully uh, and hearing what people have been saying those who came up they always mention lamb's wife correct uh-huh so, we probably would be encouraging more people to enroll in the Lamb's Wife. Discipleship, okay? I hope you hear what I'm saying. So that at least batch by batch. Um, you know, like in Nigeria, if you went to university or higher institution, you must do your youth call. So it would be something like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, 
Any questions? No? Yes? Any questions? Anything anyone wants to say? Quickly, so that we just end. Okay, I think Francis also wanted to say something. Yeah. No, use. Okay, come on, Francis. Okay, it's, um, I just noticed the significance of today. I noticed that when we were leading prayers, it got really heavy very, very quickly, even though there were so many. Usually when that happens, that usually happens when we've prayed for a meeting extensively. Okay, more to do. Sorry about that. Um, so I just want to point out something. Give me um, that Hebrews 12. Is it, is it loud? Can you all hear me? No. Okay, okay. Give me the Hebrews 12 from verse 22, 24. Um, I think that that verse we've been reading was actually like a literal thing that happened today, like during this our town hall meeting. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, it's not working. Okay, so, no, my hand is working. Okay. Okay, so um, yes, he's right. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know how to say. <laughs> so when she came, she came and um, when she was like, oh, Gabriel, so two angels, two angels were they were around. And she mentioned their names. And when she was mentioning their name, so um, they were the assigned angels of the assignment and also for the meeting today. And also they are here to bear witness to whatever is going to say today. And they are right, they, they brought a scroll as well to write it that okay, we are we are opening like this this a chapter of a new phase for this ministry. So yes, so I just thought so. It's like you took my notes. Sorry? Francis and Francis. <laughs> So um, there's two things I'll bring out, but one of them was that the angel of the ministry is here as well, along with um, Gabriel and Michael, and then it was when he came in, that's when he came, the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God. Now, Initially, if you read this, you might think that the General Assembly and the Church of the there's two different companies. So I'm just seeing there is a identification of different Let's say, yes, caters and the fleshing outer, including the new company of angels and all of that, too. Um, what he was pointed out was this that, um, the even though you said it already verbatim, the coming of Gabriel is usually it marks like a beginning of a new season. So, I feel like, um, some of the utterances that came forth were not just brought forth accidentally or passively it was because of the presence of these entities that are here so yeah okay i noticed something between the three of you okay i saw something between you were talking to shile at the back was it shile you were talking to and then i saw three of you holding your hands so when i saw that i smiled because i saw kindred spirit okay I saw like company of maybe prophets or seers kind of thing. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So I'm hoping that you know those kind of things, those kind of connections, would happen 
you know, more and in different companies in the community. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, he wanted to say something. Okay, it was while we were still, uh, the mic was still going around, and then they, they talk about um, different uh, styles of leadership. So it was more like an admonition, like surging from deep within to, to us. Um, uh, you see people who are called of God and then who, who have God's on on them, and then they set up those structures. Um, obviously, that has uh, been what people have been taught to do, and then they went ahead to do it. But if we now look at some people, we see that that's not how they started out originally. Uh, some of those those things were were built to hedge off of, um, abuse, offense, and all of that. So it's an admonition for us here: what you are enjoying, what that's thing that has made uh, the character of God to be more expressed to you. Don't be a person that will take it lightly. Don't be someone through which the devil will, you know, bring out or spring offense that will now cause a drawing of lines which are not necessary. So, honor what uh, God has given you here. What we are receiving of the Lord here. And, you know, that place of staying tender and Allowing God do his work. Allow God to be God in your life, even in the assembly of saints. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, okay, that's for what came there, Papa. While we were praying, I began to have an experience that there was this operation of God that was whirling, like it was like a wind. And thank you, Lord Jesus. And it's something for us to receive. It's something for us to receive. So that's, I began to design it as the, a walking of God's rest to us like a wind gently blowing for us, blowing, blowing over us. Rest, rest, that's very key. And then as that was happening, I began to see that demand coming from the Spirit that the high places must be made low and the low places filled up so this is a call from the spirit for us to to adjust um, the lord god himself want, uh, wants to partner with us to build out what he wants even in this age and time and it wouldn't just happen haphazardly father god must walk within you through your heart and then he's calling on us to, um, to not stand in his way. Uh, and he would make all of us understand what those mountains, those things that have, you know, resisted God all the years. There are things that have resisted God all the years. And those things, they must come crashing. And those other valleys, they must be filled up. Because we are the expressway through which he must manifest himself and the manifestation of god is actually full of beauty and you don't want to stand in his way i don't want to stand in his way we don't 
want to stand in his way. It's as, as though I'm feeling the tears of God's spirit. And as I was saying that, that wind is a wind of rest and the sweetness of God. And I'm seeing for us, some of us have had things that have greeted us. I, I began to see clearly um, for people who have naughty issues, things that are difficult to answer, um, challenges. I, I, I saw clearly that not. The operation of God is actually giving you ease. And those things are untied. Those hurts, those things that have caught you deep within, there is healing for you. There is healing, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing restoration, right? And, you know, there are Jesus. I'm seeing that, that writing. Father God is writing on you. And there is recovery. Recovery, recovery, recovery. Recovery. You know, there is a way this is, right? But those things that is as if they left you that they were severed from you. But I'm seeing a joining. You know, you are moving, but the things that you lost, they are literally tied around your waist. Like that's, that's recovery, you know. So let's receive the supply of the Lord. Some of us here have come to doubt what God is doing in us, what he has showed you in the secret place, and you've been so hit hard by, you know, adversity. But Father God is, is wrapping you. It's like, you know, when you put something in a parcel, he's parceling him, you, okay, he's putting you within. And he's parceling you. He's bringing comfort. He's bringing comfort. He's bringing comfort and, and um, protection. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, so. Um, I just wanted to say when I, when I walked in, and the as were praying, like it was like in my heart I was feeling like I should um, that I should share whether with someone or openly that um, God God tries when God wants to give you a new position. He needs to validate why you should be given that position, so he has to take you through some trials and 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 some some temptings so like you know when you want to tempt a steel so like you must the steel must be tempted before the sword can be used and 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 i felt like um just like even 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 before you said the job thing i felt like there's a position that we're supposed to come into and before we god needs to Prove to everyone that you are worthy to be given that position. So he has to take you through that thing. So when you come out of it, it is clear to everybody that you are you are worthy to be given that position. That's just what I'm sure. Praise the Lord. So I can hear the word pruning. I can hear the word pruning. I can hear the word pruning. God, the meeting today is about the city of God. There's a reason why that word was emphasized. God is about to build up a city in us. 
we are to become fitly framed together. Fitly framed. That is, there is no part, there is no gap. There is no gap in between anyone. The, there's this joint, you know how you join two bricks together, that there is no gap. We are fitly framed together. And God is about to build us into that, in the body. And that is by pruning. Say, when he prunes, more fruits will come out. As he prunes, more fruits will come out. And so we must get ready to take our part. You have an allocation. Don't draw back. Everyone here has an allocation. Don't draw back. Be willing. Be ready. Be willing. Because God's about to take us to the holy mountain. His holy mountain. The highest mountain. Oh, that mountain where we will have all authority. And we will speak. And every word will be yeah and amen. That place that is high. And we from the hilltop, we can see all that is around. We can see our view is so high. Our view is so clear. Say, we will no more be like children. We will no more be like them who see in a glass faintly. But then what will we see? Face to face. No more children who see in the glass faintly. It's not blurry vision. It's face, very clear vision. He's about to give us a clear vision of himself. But how will it happen? We must be pruned. Get ready. That pruning is to make us bear fruits. We become more fitted together. The hand and the leg will work together. The eye and the lips will work together. They walk in sync and everything will flow out. Like it says in the word, out of Mount Zion, the beauty, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. At the top of the hill, God shines forth. At that top, get ready. He wants to to take us all up with him. Come up here. And I will show you many things. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So earlier while we were praying, um, I saw from a place of rest. I saw from a place of rest. So um, I think this is like the third time I'm saying that this year. But particularly for the meeting I saw from a place of rest. And um, one of the experiences I've been having this year, I've been seeing fountain of water. Like, if you have been, ever been to the Risha Waterfall, Ikogosi, that kind of fountain of water. And um, during the meeting as well, I saw that again. Like, I saw the endless flow of, of that clean water. And um, it was that when that was going on. Um, also, the, those angels are still here, and they are positioned they are positioned in front. And they are still like, they are, they are still like bearing witness to what is going on at the moment and they are still here so i don't know if that's going to be here for i don't know how long but they are still here hallelujah um um, just to bear witness, the breakthrough thing. Um, 
the the breakthrough angel for breaking through because of the new season the lord is like um, enforcing that with a release of spiritual um, resources from heaven and administrations um i feel like all these prophecies we've been receiving rehoboth um all these different words yes yes we're meant to basically like yes express them this season of now drinking all of these things as we ought to um, I also see that, so like the instruction for pruning and love walk and be compacted together, what I saw was the people that fall in alignment or who obey these instructions, who refuse to be offended, who do all of these things, they'll find themselves in that company of the firstborn. That's what I just saw. And to Daniel that told him something, um, um, Michael, your prince, that stands for the for the prince of your people. I know it's not just like Israel, which is the, that's gathering together of the people of God specifically, that assembly. And there's a specific way that um, they respond to that. That's what I just saw. I saw like a, a picture of this epicenter or nexus of the of those operations of God and those that allow the love of God to work on the inside of them. There's angels that respond only to them because they yielded themselves in this manner. So yes. Hallelujah. Uh, okay, so when the angels were here, I thought someone blew a shofar. I had to ask. I heard the shofar like just once, but loud and long. Mm. So I asked him, did anyone blow a shofar? He said no. Mm. I asked mommy for Lukesh, she said no. So I said, let me just see it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe very strongly that um, the the initial harvest, the initial harvest. I don't know who remembers when Doctor O came. <clears throat> 2018, when Doctor O came, and that day Doctor O came, I had a dream. And that dream, there were two things I saw that were meant to offload in the ministry. And last week. Uh, last week, or oh, yeah, from last week, I began to ask the Lord that what happened to those offloads? Had they been, has it happened? Or it is yet to happen? I just began to ask the Lord about an understanding. I believe that we are about to enter into the first phase of the harvest of what we have been laboring for. And I want to there is also a church of the firstborn within the church within the local church i don't know i'm not saying this to segregate and i'm not saying this for the pride you've learned humility so you would hear some things okay when the angel of the lord came to daniel he said daniel a man greatly beloved he wasn't meant to fan daniel's ego he, the angel was not afraid that if daniel hears it he will be puffed up do you understand what i'm saying he just made those declarations to daniel because that is the testimony of daniel's life that it has cost the heavens to love him because god could trust him with secrets of generations of ages not just generations because of his work do you understand his commitments his focus his commitment to his watches his commitment to not defiling himself his commitment to understanding the system of the world and what israel stood for and he stood for it all through the span of his rulership 
bought him, purchased him. You know, Bible says that they themselves, that they, those who uh, uh, um, use their offices well, purchased to themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there are those that have wrestled the enemy and resisted being unplugged. Ah! Hallelujah. So that they could be built for what God wants to do. So that here is the church of the firstborn. Uh, 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 please let bear witness to what I am saying. Praise God. Now, that is also because we're in a season, apart from entering into the harvest, we're in a season where those that have been raised are going to raise others to be like them, to learn what they have learned. So we are, we are, we are going to start experiencing Rehoboth now. We're going to start experiencing Rehoboth now and then, of course, to Bethel. You know, there's going to be, we, we have been talking about it. It came to us as a word to labor into it. But I believe that we're about to start experiencing it. And we will see, there are, there are specific things that will happen. And we know that we have entered into the first initial bit of harvest. I don't want to talk too much, but there is a harvest that we are meant to come into. We are at the, at the brink of it. Praise God. You want to say something else, Francis? You can take Some might have a word. I don't know. It's flu flu but some might have a maybe a message in tongues or something. I don't know. Maybe just pray in the Holy Spirit until it sits. Do you have something? Okay. Hallelujah. Can we just pray in the spirit for a few minutes? We just want the Lord to express himself fully in this meeting. Pour out everything that we are meant to receive by the hearers this evening. Let's just pray in the spirit. Alabara Hasa Katana Baba Santa Alakapa Sakatana Baba Ezuba Tekata Kababayan de Rebozo Talababa 
ale akapa sokotana kapasika tayala baba leba zondari gede gede gebo zota yana baba zota zeda gada gada baba zondere de gebo zota la baba zota esokotana baba zondara baba zota gada zota asokotana baba zondala baba zota baba zota aseka tana baba zondara baba zota gande gede gebo zota esokataka la baba zondara baba zonda Azoba Zoba Mashakanda lige borogo bozota la baba aseka tanaga baba zunta liga bazande azoka daga baba zola Hallelujah. So, so we should look for an upgrade in sight. Hallelujah. Clarity of sight and discernment. I'd like to repeat it again. Now we should look for or we should um, yearn and prepare ourselves and uh, strive to receiving an upgrade in sight okay uh, not just uh, uh, vaguely but clarity sharpness I hope you hear what I'm saying uh, you know I remember when I think it was Jeremiah that the Lord was asking now what do you see and he said uh, I see an almond tree and what did the Lord say? He said, you have seen well. I hope you hear. Praise God. So, uh, um, uh, uh, it's our prayer. Okay, it's our prayer, earnest prayer, that in this company would um, have a company of seers. I hope you hear. Those who are able to see well, see sharply, clarity. You know, um, I, I think uh, the Lord was talking about uh, Moshe, that um, he, who did he say, that, uh, if there's any prophet, face to face, yeah, with Moshe. So see face to face with Moshe. So um, that should be where we should, you know, um, uh, have pleasure of, and desire. To clear, uh, clear sight, discernment, okay, and then we are to engage in praise and worship intentionally to receive a new measure of sight. Praise the Lord.